0: to Radio Maria. This is our Diving Deeper program. We have Father Alvin Ebet on talking I think about what kind of Christian you are. So, thank you Father for joining us and um, I'll hand it over to you.
1: Thank you, Karen. And um, welcome to our program today. We so thank God we're here and let's just make a start with a prayer and ask the good Lord to be with us this evening as we listen to him. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, this evening. We thank you for your goodness and love. And as we have gathered once again your presence, as your word today says, that wherever, two or three are gathered in your name, that you are there in our midst. Lord, we believe you are here in our midst this evening, and that you're going to speak to us in a special way today. One prayer to speak to our hearts, send your Holy Spirit to inspire us as we aspire, so that we will not expire. I will make this prayer through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, dear friends, to our program for this month. Um, last month, I I started with uh, the topic. Um asking ourselves the question, uh, what type of Christian are you? What type of Christian are you? because we go to church. So of course, we go to church every day and some only on um, you know on Sundays or special occasions uh, like like my parish every Sunday we have a church uh, full of people, you know packed and you look you look at you, know, you look at the number of people in church and you are uh, you're so pleased, you're so happy, and you say, oh, um, at least, um, we're much better than a lot of other, other churches. But then, just like I said, uh, last time, uh, if you have 200 people in church, people are there for different reasons. And, um, when you ask people, you know, are you a Christian? They say, yeah, I'm a Christian, because they, the the belief is once you're baptized you're a christian and that is it once you're baptized you are a christian but then in this family called christians um we have categories of christians uh, and that's what we've been trying to look at and ask ourselves you know what type of christian i am i think we uh talked about one last um last month and today because of um time constraint i'll try to be um uh, quick so that we'll cover this topic today and next month we'll begin something else so um today we'll begin by looking at secrets or shy christians secrets or shy christians um i've had a lot of people even sometimes also i i see myself you know doing the same you know you hear people uh say i'm shy i'm shy to talk about my 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 belief i'm shy to talk about what i believe in i'm shy i don't want anyone to know i'm a christian lessons of work um we don't want to be known Uh, at school we don't want our friends to know we are christians even in the family because we don't want to upset anybody so we want to live our lives as Christians in secrets. in secret. So secrets are shy Christians. So are you a secret Christian? Do you want to be a Christian in, you know, in hiding? Or in actual sense, it's not possible. It's not possible. Let's go to uh, the Gospel of Mark, Chapter 16, verse 15. Christianity is all about witnessing, and you can't witness in in, in secrets. You can't witness inside, inside, in the dark. Witnessing means you need to go out. Look at what Jesus says in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. He says, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He didn't say, go into your room. He didn't say, you know, cover yourself up. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation and then he told them another translation says and then he told them go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone and preach the good news to everyone so we can't it's either we are in or out so remember our last last uh last month um we read read from uh, the book of Revelation, where Jesus says, either like your are cold or your heart, hot. You can't be lukewarm. If not, I'll just spit you out. So, if we um, call ourselves Christians, then we should be ready to go out. This is a command, you know, given by Jesus to us, to everyone who wants to follow him. And remember, even though we claim to be Christians, he has not forced us to follow Him. God does not force anyone to follow Him. And that's a mistake most Christians do, or most religions and all that. You don't force anyone to follow what you believe. You don't force anyone to believe in what you believe. You know, you can only speak to the person, you can only, you know, talk to the person, and not to force the person um, to, to, to believe. Jesus Himself didn't do that. And uh, so, anyone who is doing that is not actually uh, it's a true Christian in the sense of it. It didn't say, go, go and force. Remember, he says, if you want to, if. it didn't say, you must. He says, if you want to, if you have made up your mind to follow me, if you want to. So, it's a decision we make. follow to follow jesus is a decision we make as and it's a quality decision we make to follow him so in matthew chapter 10 verse 27 in matthew chapter 10 verse 27 jesus says whatever i tell you in the darkness say it in the light and whatever you hear with your ears preach on the roof Stops, no hiding, no hiding. You can't be hiding and you still call yourself a Christian. No hiding. As a Christian, having a force can be proud to to enter into a public transport and do the make the sign of the cross without you know hiding under 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 somewhere and do it so that the, the next person. The person sitting beside you won't see what you are doing, or won't notice that you are praying. Sometimes we are ashamed to pray. Actually, we are ashamed to pray. And I can remember visiting someone, and the person told me, "I don't want anyone to know that I'm a, I'm a I'm a Christian. Please, can you can you you know, um, uh, I, I get the curtain closed so that no one will see that we are praying." And I. Sometimes I see, I see, I remember those days while we were still back home. Uh, we we, we have been taught that once you enter the public transport, you know, pray you know, and ask God to lead you throughout the journey. And even uh, then, uh, people will, will just stand up in a bus. You see that boldness. People will stand up in their bus and say, let us pray. Brothers and sisters, let us commit our journey into the hands of of God, they do it. You, I can remember. Um, uh, that's that's uh, you know a difference I found or discovered. So back home, you go to a, a hospital, and you stand. You go in a ward, stand there, and pray for everybody. You pray for everybody. You want to preach, you preach to everybody. No one will say you know you are disturbing us and all that. So. Is either uh, if you're uncomfortable, you can decide to, you know, put on um, a headphone or something like that if you don't want to listen. But then you see that goodness, you know, people uh, just standing up and letting, declaring, and letting you know this is what I believe in. And um, I'm not forcing you to believe in it, but this is what I I believe in. But the question is, Today, how many Christians can actually can actually you know, pray, pray, pray before others without being ashamed. Without being ashamed. How many? How many? Even at Mass, when you come to Mass, some people are you know, hardly respond. Some people hardly sing. You don't want to sing so that the other person will, won't say your, your your voice is not good. You don't want your voice to be heard. You prefer to keep quiet. You know, you prefer to keep quiet. It's not, I think, in terms of singing, how pure your heart is, and that's what God looks at. That's what God looks at. He looks at the heart and not at the voice. God looks at the heart and not at the voice. So even if your voice is, you think your voice is. Ugly, but because you are doing it with, with with your heart, it sounds it sounds so good to God. so what I'm saying in essence is we do not need to be shy, we do not need to be ashamed ashamed of what we believe in. ashamed of who we have look at other religions you know. Let me say, for example, um, the, the, the Muslims, they 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 if you want, if they want to dress they wear they dress, they don't they don't they don't care what say about them, don't give it. You know, they don't care what you say about them, this is what they believe in, and they are proud to confess it. They are proud to confess it. But most of us Christians, we are ashamed. We think of what people will say more, than what God will say. That's the problem. We think, more, about what people will say, and less, about what God will say. So, are you, am I, a sickly Christian, or a shy Christian? Let's go to the Scripture again, Uh, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 33 to 35. Matthew chapter 10, verse 33 to 35, He says, Whoever, therefore, shall confess me before man. Whoever, therefore, shall confess me before man. Now, take notice of that again. He's he's not saying you must confess me before, before man. But he says, whoever, therefore, that will decide, that will choose to confess me before man, him i will confess also before my father which is in heaven but whosoever shall deny me before man him will i also deny before my father in heaven so if remember in the scripture where um uh, it says that on the last day some people will come and say oh Lord, but we did this in your name. We did that in your name. I read that in your name. I say go. I don't even know who you are. So you can come and say, Lord, but I, I go to church every Sunday. I go to church every Sunday. I pray, I pray, I pray every day. You know, and all that. But he says, but I didn't even notice you. I don't even know who you are. I don't know who you are. So are we going to be like, like one of those people? On the last day. So, my friend, it's it's a challenge to, to all of us, even to me personally, because I sometimes I see myself doing the same. You know, it's a challenge to all of us. We need to be real, authentic Christians, genuine Christians. And that will lead me to another type of Christians. And that is what we all should be aiming to be. And that's what Jesus wants us. To be real and authentic Christians, a Christian that's a Christian from the heart and not from the head. But before we dive into um, uh, that uh, category of Christians, let us have a music break. And then when we come back, we'll um, um, see.
0: Okay, so we are going to play Heaven and Earth are Bowing by Father Alvin
2: Jesus, we worship you. We bow before you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we join the angels and saints in heaven in Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5 to adore and worship you. Thank you, Jesus, because you are worthy. Heaven and earth are bowing before your presence, Lord. Heaven and earth are bowing before your presence, Lord. They are bowing before your presence, they are bowing before your presence, they are bowing before your presence. presence.
3: Lord, heaven and you you earth are bowing yes, before you. you. We worship you because we are a good God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your
2: goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you
3: for your kindness. Oh, Lord. You are the root of Jesse.
2: The way, the truth, and the life, holy is the Lord God. Star of the morning, the raising
3: God. Yeah.
0: and that was Heaven and Earth are Bowing Before Your Presence by Father Alvin Eber, who is now back for part two. Hello, Father. Thank you so much for the first bit and for that song. That was lovely.
1: Thank you, Karen. And welcome back. Welcome back, um, my dear brothers and sisters. I hope um, um, God is speaking to us already. God is speaking to your heart. He's also speaking to me. So I want us to... um, now look at another um category of Christians and just like I said, these uh, this is a type of Christianity that God wants us to practice, a committed Christian. You know. Any anything in life that has no commitment doesn't work. A relationship, if there is no commitment, it doesn't work. And unfortunately we live in a in a world today that does not encourage commitments in terms of in terms of you know um people want to live together but they don't want any commitments i'm happy for us to be together just let's live in the house but let's not be committed so that's any time we can always um you know part our ways and all that so um christianity without commitments it's 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 something less than what god wants so um Let's, let's look at what um, uh, the Gospel of John, John chapter 4, verse 34. It says, And Jesus said to them, My mate is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Jesus was committed. He was committed to his Father's work. And he, know, he, he knew that's the reason why he came. I think this is... Um, this was when, uh, the, the mother and the brothers and sisters, the scripture says, we are looking for him. And the mother said, we have been looking for you all day. And he said, why are you looking for me? Do you not, don't you know that I should be doing the work of my father? And at the point he says, my father is working and I am also, I'm still working. So Jesus was committed. He, 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 he is our role model and what it means to be a committed Christian. So what, what is commitment? Commitment means that certain decisions are made in advance, irrespective of the circumstances. So what you can say, a committed Christian will always say, I will honor Christ whatever the pain and whatever the cost. So, um, um, I'm not, I'm not going to be a Christian because of what uh, the advantage or the benefits I'm going to get. You know, just like a lot of people, only remember the church when they need something. It's time to get my, my, my children baptized. Go to church after that. um, goodbye. See you, see you next, next year. It's time for First Holy Communion. We come back again. We take it. We go again. It's time for confirmation. Oh, oh, let's go. Oh, the church as ah I used to I used to go to that church, you know, and then we're back. Then somebody dies. Oh we uh my my father used to be a parishioner and all that. So we only come, we only remember we are Christians, when we need something. And then, remember, that we are Christians, when we need something, that's when we go to God, to ask Him for something. And then, if we don't receive what we ask, goodbye. I'm disappointed. I'm upset with God. He didn't answer my prayers, and that's it. So, I only remember I'm a Christian, when I need something, because I need something. But an authentic, committed Christian who say, "I will honor Christ." Remember what happens to happens to uh, the three Jews in in the, in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and the Abednego, when yeah. they were told, "You need to you need to bow bow before the image, or we'll throw you into the lake of fire." We said. Hmm. Um, As of bowing to this image, we are not sure we can do that. We believe that our God will save us. But even if he doesn't save us, even if he doesn't save us, so we are not going to uh, refuse to bow because we know for sure he's going to save us. We believe he will save us, but even if he doesn't save us, we will still not bow. We will still not compromise. So, making making decisions in advance irrespective of the circumstances I will honor Christ whatever the pain and whatever the cost I will obey god's word even when that is the hardest thing to do commitment is it is not easy i'm not saying it because it's easy it's not easy but it's it's you know, it requires that determination. Not looking back. Remember, Jesus says, "If you no one who lays his or her hand on the plow and looks back is worthy to be my follower." So commitment means forward, ever, but whatever. I only look forward. I don't look back, no matter the noise, no the, matter, the, matter the noise at my back my focus is on God. No matter the distractions at the back, my focus is on God. So I have committed to it. I have laid my hands on on that plow. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back again. I don't care what people are saying about me. I don't care if people are laughing at me. I don't care if my family, they they are going to reject me. They are going to abandon me. After all, one with God is majority. If I have God, and I have nothing else. I have everything. If I have God and have nothing else, nothing else by that I mean, I have no family. They all reject me because I believe in God. I have no friends. They don't want to associate with me because I, they, say, they think I pray a lot or, you know, I go to church a lot. I don't have material things because I can't lay my hands on any of them. But once I have God, and I, I have everything because God is the source of everything, and the scripture says, Every good thing comes from Him. So, my target is just to embrace Him, my target is just to have Him in my life, my target is just to have that personal relationship with Him. And if I have that, nothing else matters. We'll see, we'll see, St. Paul saying that I count everything as lost just for the sake of knowing Christ, my Savior. This is what. A committed Christian that's what it means so I will do what God has called me to do when it is draining as well as when it is fulfilling so no no condition attached to it whether whether the Sun is too hot I would I will do his will whether the weather is too cold I will do his will whether the, 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 the day is too hot, I will still go to Mass. Even when it becomes so cold that I'm supposed to be in my bed enjoying my sleep, I will still get up. I will still pray. I will still go to Mass. So I will do what God has called me to do. When it is draining, so it's, it wouldn't be only when I am comfortable that I would want to do His will. That is not a Committed Christian. A Committed Christian does God's Will, whether he or she is comfortable, whether he or she is uncomfortable. So, there is no other way to follow Christ. There is no other way to follow Christ. So, Committed Christians are those who, now and always, will love God, and their neighbors as themselves, now. And always, there's no, there's no, they don't change. Even though, yeah, we are all human beings, and from time to time, we still, we still, um, um, change. It's only God who cannot change. But a committed Christian will now and always show their love for God and for their neighbors. Their actions always reflect what they are and what they believe. So hypocrisy is not a part of a committed Christian. The action always reflects who they are and what they believe. Remember, Jesus said to his disciples, "By this they will know that you are my followers when you love one another as I have loved you." So there are there are, there are, there are some people you meet them they oh. They are so religious. They are so so religious. They keep all the religious law. It's just like the Pharisees, you know. They keep all the religious law. They they, they 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 are straight, you know. And and the when they come to church, if the way they keep their faces, you will say you will say, oh, this person, uh, the, this person's holiness is really affecting me. You know, it's making me uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. uh, know. Their holiness is shown in such a way that they don't don't even smile. So that you are um, a judge, does does not mean, um, if I smile, I'm trying to be unholy. So they are so religious. But remember, religiosity is different from spirituality. And God is interested, much more interested in spirituality. I could remember someone saying to me, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual and this is the problem God, Jesus, had with the Pharisees. They are very religious, very religious people. Keep religious laws, keep everything the way it is, but their heart is far from God. They're not spiritual. So, one can be religious, but not spiritual. A committed Christian is more spiritual than religious. So, Committed Christians are everyday Christians walking as Christ would have them walk. Everyday Christians. Whenever we celebrate, um, I'm using the Catholic Church as an example now. Yesterday we celebrated the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we know it's a holiday of obligation. And, and I, get, I, got, I got people asking me, oh, uh, today is holiday of obligation, right? On Sunday, they were asking already. Ah, Tuesday is holy day of obligation, right? Said yes. Oh, I'll come to church. Fine, that's good. You know, the church has said every holiday uh, of obligation treats it as Sunday, so you must go to church on Sunday. But are you going to church on Sunday because the church that said that you have to go to church, or you're going to church because you know that this is what you're supposed to do as a Christian? And I said to them, every day, for for every committed Christian, every day is a holy day of obligation. A committed Christian treats Sunday the way he or she treats Monday, Tuesday till Saturday. You feel that desire to be here. And that's what it should be for a committed Christian. So don't go because the church has said you should go. Go because you know, that this is what you should do as a child of God. So, every committed Christian, every day, they are everyday Christians, everyday Christians, not just Sunday, Sunday medicine. I've talked about Sunday, Sunday medicine, you only take your medicine on Sunday. And then, other, other, other days of the week, you, you, you don't take your medication, so you only take your medication on Sunday. So every committed Christian, every day is medication. So committed Christians, they do exploits in the name of God because they know Him. They do exploits in the name of God because they know Him. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 to... Verse 32. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 says, But the people who know their God shall stand strong, and carry out exploits. The people who know they are God, they stand strong, and carry out exploits. So, a committed Christian, the committed Christian, they don't just know about God. Remember, I've said this before, there's a difference between knowing about God, and knowing God. A theologian, maybe someone who know about God, he has studied about God, but he does not know God. He has no personal encounter, personal relationship with him. So whatever he will say is what he has read. There is no personal uh, experience he he or she has had about God. The only thing he knows about God is head knowledge and not heart knowledge. So a committed Christian is someone who makes efforts to know God and not just to know about him. So it's not just enough to go to church on Sunday and listen to what the priest is saying, he still or she she still goes back home, takes his Bible, open it, and read it and understand it more and allow God to speak to him or her direct and encounter God in his word. That's the committed Christian. So they don't just know about God, they know God. And because of their intimate personal relationship with him, they have the courage and the strength to do His will. If you know about somebody, you... 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 you know... Um, if you are not... if you know about me, maybe someone has told you about me, you've not even met me before, you've not even had any encounter, you know, with me before. If you are asked to talk about me, you wouldn't... you will not you wouldn't do that. You know, you would do it with less courage. There's a way you will do that when you compare it to someone who has known me through and through, who has had encounters with me, who has experienced me in and out. The person will speak about me courageously more than someone who has just known about me and not knowing me. So for a committed Christian, because of the intimate and personal relationship they have with God, They have the courage and strength to do His will, even though the whole world will be against them, but everybody around them, and even when everyone around them is giving in to sin, they still hold on. They still stand firm because they know whom they are serving. They know whom they are worshiping. So um, let's have another music break, and then we come back and Will complete our um, our topic for today. And
0: okay, fantastic. uh, So the song we are going to play is "He Has Turned My Life Around" by Father Alvin Ibe. He Has Turned My Life Around by Father Alvin Ibe, who is here on Diving Deeper, talking about what kind of Christian you are. So welcome back, Father Alvin.
1: Thank you, Karen, and welcome back, everybody. I hope you are having a good time already in the presence of God. And we'll be concluding today by looking at the characteristics of committed Christians. How do we know a committed Christian, how do you know you are actually committed as a Christian? The first, uh, characteristics of a committed Christian is that they are compelled by Love to do the work of the Master. They are compelled by Love to do the work of the Master. The driving force of whatever they do is Love. The driving force. Of whatever they do is love. You remember, you know, um, I quoted um, Jesus saying that uh, on the last day, people come and say they did this and yeah, you must have done a lot of things. But what, like I said before, what is motivating you? What is the motivate, you know, motivate, motivating uh, factor? What is pushing you? What is compelling you to do? what you are doing. You may be someone who, you know, helps people, but what is the reason behind the help you are rendering? You know, <clears throat> you hear people say, Oh, I'm good, and I'm good, I'm kind to people. Uh, you know, I always try to be good. None of us, remember when Jesus was, was called the Good One, He said, No one is good except My Father in Heaven, There is nothing we are doing now. So Paul says, what, what do we have that we have not received? So whatever we are doing, we are just giving back what we have been given. So, no matter what you do, no matter what I do, if the main reason for doing it is not love for God, and love for man, we are wasting our time. We are wasting our time. So, what, you may have been you know put in a lot of effort you help out in the church you do a lot of things but what is motivating you is it because you have been asked to do it is it because you feel obligated to do it it shouldn't be you do it out of that's why you know a lot of people think to be a christian means to be in bondage but actually you know, to be a Christian comes with freedom. To be a Christian, it comes with freedom. That's what we call the freedom of children of God. It's only when we are in sin that we become, you know, we become captives. We we are in bondage. But when we are free from sin, we are, you know, free. We, We enjoy that free freedom of God's children. So every committed Christian, Whatever they do, the driving force is love. And that's why St. Paul says, for the love of Christ controls and compels us. Because we have concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. For the love of Christ controls and compels us. Whatever we do, we are controlled by his love. That is the reason why, even when people do not appreciate us, So whether acknowledged or not, a committed Christian never stops doing good. A lot of people, you know, they do a lot of things, and once someone upsets them, they quit. They say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing again, I'm not coming to church again, I'm not reading again, I'm not counting money again, I'm not cleaning again. But a committed Christian, nothing, nothing stops him or her nothing stops him or her because he knows that the only thing that is pushing him or her to do what he or she is doing is the love he or she has for god and nothing will take it away from him or her and jesus says the joy the joy you will have no one will take it away from you so as a christian if a little thing takes takes away or, or, discourages you, if a little thing discourages you, from pursuing that purpose, um, th- that purpose, or that end of every Christian, and which is to see God face to face, that, know that you, or I, we are not committed. So every committed Christian, th- does not look back. The Love of God compels and controls us. Another characteristic of a committed Christian is that their life means nothing to them. Their life means nothing to them. Uh, St. Paul, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, he says, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether life or death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So whether I'm alive, whether I'm dead, I belong to Christ. And they are willing to suffer for God. Every committed Christian is willing to suffer for God. It's not only when I'm comfortable that I know that I belong to God. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38 to 39, he says, Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 24, it says, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their crosses daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. but whoever loses their life for my sake will save it. So they don't attach any importance. Just like as some Paul says, For me, for me, nothing counts accept my knowledge of God. Committed Christians, they display the gifts of the Holy Spirit as we are given in Galatians chapter 6. They display the gifts of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness and self-control. They display all these gifts. They are as bold as a lion in witnessing. They are not ashamed. As bold as a lion. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, it says, The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as lion. Bold as the lion. So they are bold, very bold in witnessing. They are not ashamed. They are not afraid. They say it as it is. They give their allegiance to God's word. Every committed Christian is committed to God's word. In Psalm 119, verse 101 to 105, it says, I have kept my feet from every evil part so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, i gain understanding from the precepts therefore i hate every wrong part every committed christian is committed to god's word so my dear friends are you a committed christian if you fail you you have not been it's, it's 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 not late yet it's not late to make that decision to be committed to what you believe in it's not yet late as long as we are still alive it's never late, it's never late. God gives us an opportunity, all the time, to come back to Him. So, I would want us to conclude with this prayer of commitment, uh, this evening, and I believe that God will touch you, and give you His Holy Spirit, that will help you to begin today to make that commitment, to follow Him. And we pray. Heavenly Father, Today, I make the commitment to a deeper life of prayer. I know that you answer prayer, and I desire an effectual, fervent prayer life. Help me, help us to stay committed and disciplined. Our desire is to seek you and to know you. And the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 27 My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. God, you are our good shepherd. And we thank you, we thank you, Lord, that you lead us and you hear our voice. We are listening, Lord, and we want you to speak to our hearts that will begin to commit our lives to you and to you alone. And we ask things through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Ammighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit.
3: Amen. Amen
1: This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of christ's saving truth and if you don't already you can listen to radio maria live either online or on dab in selected regions of the uk We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programs. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programs like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.